What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Louisiana, a kidnapping in Baton Rouge leads to a police chase spanning several parishes. In Texas, a serial killer who preyed upon elderly women is killed by his cellmate and... We have an update in a new arrest in a story we brought you out of Las Vegas involving a cyclist that was killed. These stories and more coming at you today, Monday, September 25th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Bayou Brandy. And I'm Mike Agavino. Welcome back, Bayou Brandy. Thank you for having me. For the second show in a row. Absolutely. And I get so much more room when she's here because Woody takes up half this table with all his crap. So, you know. (laughs) It's basically just Woody. (laughs) His cowboy hat. His elixirs. You know, he's got to put the Grecian in his hair during the show. His energy drinks. His energy drinks. They take up half the table for sure. All that sort of stuff. That's you know, right. Well, whatever. before we uh, we kick off today, we do want to shout out uh, Louisiana uh, Pet Crematory Absolutely. and Parish Forensics. Uh, and, and, you know, I know y'all have seen the posts that we've put on Facebook and everything or that I've put on there, but uh, just great people over there took care of Happy, our beloved family dog for 13-plus uh, years. And uh, and so I posted pictures. Uh, we we did get some of the the um, the memorial type stuff that they offer, and I posted pictures on the Facebook page. So please go check. Did that out. Did you get an urn, or did you get something? Did get an urn? Okay. Uh, well, it's a it, it's a box. Oh, you got you the, know, box. the wooden box. Yeah, yeah. No, I I uh, like that a lot. Yeah, got that, and and also got. Uh, a deal where they press the footprints yep. and the yep. in the nose into a, a thing and and uh it was it's yeah, amazing how very often, fitting tribute because you know, we we lost uh one of our dogs in in january that we had had for 15 plus years and uh he's not in a box it's 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 an urn but it's amazing how often i'll look at it and i'll think of a particular story and a particular day and you know thanks to Having iPhones now for more than ten years, you're able to quickly go back in your album of the of the dog and find pictures that match that day. And you know, yeah. whenever I need a good cry, it's uh, it's a, a convenient way to uh, to do that and think of my uh, my guy Deuce. But look, let's face it: there's the pet crematory, but there's also the fact that every one of us, at some point, the only thing in life that's guaranteed is death is going to die in taxes. I mean, you can choose not to pay your taxes. Yes, you can. Choose to not die. That, that's that a good be, point. That would be very true. That and, is a good point. And it's good to know that you're in good hands when you do. And so uh, we like these people a lot. We respect what they've done with their business. They've treated us really, really well. Yes. Every one of our listeners that has used their services has come back raving about the experience and you know, when you work with people in this kind of relationship for a while, you get to know people and these are good people, folks. Very so good. Uh, when circumstances in life call for you to 
need the kind of services they provide, whether you need an independent autopsy, you've just lost a pet or uh, a family member, uh, they're the folks to go to. And right under that big American flag in Broussard, Louisiana. And uh, so uh, LAPetCrematory.com, LouisianaFuneralServices.com, ParishForensics.com. There are friends and please use them if you need to. And Jim, you said they gave you an impression of their nose. Yeah. And, and paw print. So I um, am the crazy dog mom and all of my babies have been cremated and I really lean into the paw print. I walk by sometimes and I find myself touching it and one of them even has like their hair left in it, but I've never had a nose done. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. That's so special. I will use them next time. It's awesome. Yeah, they're they're great people and very, uh, you know, it's important during that time when you're going through that, that you have people that are calming and they are, they, awesome. they, 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 um, they're just pros. To and put you know what they way. say? What do they say? Rest, Rest easy. easy. I love that. Yep. That's right. So check them out and we're going to get into some crime time and, uh, you know, we're going to start right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana area, and we're going to tell you about what began as a possible kidnapping that led to a pursuit by deputies in one parish before ending in a crash in another parish. Mm. Around 5 a.m. on September 19th, the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office received a call regarding a possible kidnapping of a woman. Uh, West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office reported that the call involved a woman being held against her will and subjected to abuse by a male. They initiated a pursuit of the SUV driven by the man identified as a Nissan Rogue. When they found the SUV, the suspect attempted to ram the sheriff unit. The suspect refused to stop for the deputies. The suspect proceeded to drive over the Mississippi River Bridge eastbound into East Baton Rouge Parish, where Baton Rouge police officers were requested to assist. BRPD was informed that the West Baton Rouge deputies were pursuing a possible kidnapping victim, and the suspect was headed towards Baton Rouge. The suspect then exited onto what's known as Essen Lane in Baton Rouge, major thoroughfare, before navigating service, surface streets and ultimately ending up on Plaza Americana Drive, which y'all is a, a business, almost like a business park of Baton Rouge. After leading deputies on a pursuit, the suspect then crashed that SUV in front of a hotel. Uh, investigators say the woman he kidnapped was still in the vehicle. The driver has been identified as Kendrick Smith, 37, of Baton Rouge. Smith has since been arrested and taken to the hospital for evaluation. Meanwhile, the female victim is safe and receiving medical attention. BRPD will charge him as a fugitive uh, for West Baton Rouge Parish and may add any additional charges they deem necessary. Smith will face charges of second-degree kidnapping, aggravated assault, aggravated flight, resisting an officer, and possession of Schedule II narcotics. And we do want to credit Kieran Chawla, unfiltered with Kieran, for uh, bringing us this story. But crazy, crazy kidnapping situation. Absolutely. She is very fortunate. Yeah, and, you know, we, we report on this a lot, but... These chases that, uh, you know, anytime there's a police chase, it's it's life or death situation already. When someone's running, they're desperate, and they're not exactly stopping for red lights and obeying speed limits, right? right. So we've reported on them where there's been some deaths, tragic deaths of innocent victims. Yeah, and that's why so many agencies are revisiting their pursuit policy, because you yes. have to balance risk versus reward, and what's the risk to the public safety? Yeah, I actually watched a a uh, uh, uh not a dash cam video, but a, uh, uh, body cam. Thank body you. Cam. Body cam video, uh, the other day. And the guy was chasing another, uh, the police officer was chasing a fugitive and going, the guy was on a motorcycle and they're going through all mm. down all these streets. And that guy's flying the, the police officer going about a hundred trying to catch this guy. And the guy over the, uh, CB basically said, Hey man, you need to just back off and let this guy go and let's yeah. catch him another day. Somebody's going to get hurt. 
And most agencies yeah. have policies, and you don't want the public to find out that policy because yeah. if they do find out, they will well, know then, what can be pursued and what can't, and they might right. push the limits. But the other thing I think that deserves respect about this story is the amount of collaboration. Like the, You have very little time behind the scenes to collaborate when you know that you're crossing over city or parish lines. And to get two agencies to work together like that, have available officers, have them in the right place, and be willing to work with that uh, originating agency, that takes – a lot of work behind the scenes in a very short amount of time. So anytime I hear two cities or two counties or parishes working together, I think of the work the dispatcher had to do behind the scenes to communicate that in a very short amount of time. So very good point. kudos to them. Yeah. It's so much harder in a situation like that in cities like these like in, in LA, you literally are not going to get away because there's so much air support yeah. because right. of all the, uh, all the copters that, the cops don't even have to follow closely. They're behind at a slower speed. The choppers are uh, are primarily in pursuit when they think they've got somebody in an area where it's safe to to go in or throw down a spike strip or whatever. Then, but they become events on the news. I mean, they'll just straight cover OJ. a car chase for uh, yeah the Bron- the Bronco <laughs> chase and OJ is probably the longest one ever. But tons of them, uh, at least. You know, five, ten times a year, there's a major 20, 30 minute car chase covered by all the news channels in, yeah. uh, in L.A. Yeah. Yep. Kudos to them. And I'm glad that that kidnapping victim got away. For sure. Me, too. All right. So back to Texas, my home state. A serial killer accused of killing 22 older women is slain by cellmate while serving a life sentence. Twenty two. Twenty two. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. A Texas prisoner accused of killing 22 older women over two years, preying on them so he could steal their jewelry and other valuables, was slain Tuesday by his cellmate while serving a life sentence. Mm. I think that's the ultimate prison justice. Mm. Yeah. 22, and only two, all those crimes took place in only a two-year span. Only a wow. two-year span. Yeah. Billy. Ago. Oh, Come on. Chamir uh, Mir. Chamir Mir. I can't say that with a straight face. Chamir Mir. Billy Chamir Mir, 50 years old, who was convicted last year in the slayings of two women, was found dead in his cell at a prison in rural East Texas. He was killed by his cellmate, by his cellmate who was also serving a prison sentence for murder. Time out. I have a question. Is that normal? No. Two convicted murderers no. to be sharing a cell, right? It's not normal for a serial killer with a profile like 24, 22 murders, even if he's not charged with all those murders. That guy was very high profile. It is not normal for him to be anywhere but segregation by himself, period. So I'm interrupting the story here, but I know recently it was on the news that the Texas prisons were on lockdown because of the amount of murders that had mm-hmm. happened in it. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe they were put in a cell because of a lockdown issue? or a- That guy was, you know, um, and, I, and I don't feel sorry for him. Let no. me preface it with this. But it's very strange that he was in yeah. a cell with another person. Or maybe they did it so he would get prison justice. Mm. Mm. Just kidding. Shamir Mir's death comes about two weeks after. Oh, here we go. Texas 100 prisons were placed on a rare statewide lockdown because of a rise in the number of killings. Um, they are not releasing the name of the cellmate, how he was killed, or what may have led to the slaying. So they're keeping it pretty under wraps. All we know is that he was killed. Family members of those he was accused of killing expressed shock and relief at the news. I think that uh, we're keyword here is accused of killing because uh, Mike actually and I were talking about this before we started recording. And he informed me that although he is accused of killing 22, he has actually only been convicted of two. So he doesn't. He's not going to go also down. Also typical. He was only tried. Right. He was only tried. Yeah. Right. Indicted on two. So do you think so. he'll still go down in the record books as a serial killer with twenty-two victims? Because that has to put him somewhere at the top of the list. Or is he not going to get? I hate to say credit for those on paper, but because he wasn't I convicted, I don't think he. Yeah. I don't think he will. Twenty-two is a shit ton of people. Um, one of the family members was quoted as saying, my mother died in fear. This man did not have a peaceful passing. There's some relief in feeling that he didn't get off easy. That's from Shannon Dion, whose 92-year-old mother, Doris Gleason, was among his victims. Time after time, the deaths in Dallas and nearby cities were initially determined to be from natural causes because he was purposefully choosing um, older victims. Even as family members were raising alarms about missing jewelry coinciding with their death. Shamir Mir was caught after a 91-year-old woman survived a 2018 attack and told police that a man had forced his way into her apartment at an independent living community for seniors, tried to smother her with a pillow, and took her jewelry. 
Police later found him in a parking lot of his apartment complex holding jewelry and cash, having just thrown away a large red jewelry box. Documents in the jewelry box led them to the home of Lou Harris, 81, who was dead in her bedroom. After his arrest, police came across the area. Police across the area re-examined deaths, and the charges against him grew. Many of the victims' children have said that they were left perplexed by the death at the time because although their loved ones were older, they were still very active and healthy. So the irony that he was literally caught red-handed, and thank God that jewelry box he had just thrown away had personal documents in it, which I think is kind of a time, like a telling of of the victim's age. I don't think any more younger women are not storing documents in their jewelry box but i do because my grandma did and now i have to get a better home alarm security system because i just told everybody that yeah you did but um so i thought that was interesting they that victim yeah were not for that yeah that victim would have lied there no one had reported her yet at the time that they found him red-handed right and i do want to say on the uh number of killings that uh and i've done some research into this case they're pretty sure that he killed all 22 of those people um, the reason that they're not, you know, they never tried him for 22 is the expense. That's all there is to it. Yeah. He was already in jail for the rest of his life. There was no point yeah. in, um, in, you know, spending millions and millions of dollars to try him for all these cases. If the families were okay with that. And obviously, uh, most of these families probably said, you know, uh, he's already in jail for the rest of his life. You don't need to charge I think him. there has to be more. I have a hard time believing he went from killing zero people to killing 11 people a year. Anyways, I digress. No, it generally doesn't happen like right. that, right? And how? And he was old, right? How old was he? I don't think he was old. 50. Um, well, meaning old enough to have, to, oh. to think that he just got the right. urge at age Oh, yeah. 45 or something. uh, You're probably right. Yeah, I'm sure there's more bodies that hadn't even tied him to. But he got someone that's that active over a two-year time span. Right. It's one a month. Yeah, that's that's someone who's Mm. got a taste for blood. He never would have stopped. Never. Okay, so we're going to go back to Vegas for uh, an update on a horrible story we uh, told you about the other day. Uh, When we told the story originally, there hadn't been – the arrest of the second individual involved in this. And the thing that makes, I think, this story uh, so different from so many others is you have the actual killer taking the video of the killing and then somehow that video getting out and going viral. And they think what happened is that this guy didn't because it's not from him posting it on one of his uh, uh, social accounts. It's him sharing it with a friend or two and the friends then posting it and it going viral. But without this video, this was a cycling accident. That's how it was originally recorded by Vegas PD until the video came out and uh, the video leaves uh, leaves nothing to guess. I mean, it is very clear these two are in this car and they are celebrating the fact that they are right behind the cyclist and they are about to take him out. And they literally are celebrating on the video as they kill the guy who turns out to be a you know retired uh, law enforcement. And I mean, it's just a Tragic case. So the second juvenile suspect has been arrested in the Vegas hit and run death of former police officer who was intentionally mowed down while riding his bicycle on Tuesday. Both teenage suspects were charged with murder. Uh, This all happened on August 14th, by the way, which is a long time ago. And the reason it's a long time ago is because it took a while for this video to come out. So the original case was looked at as a cycling accident, right? Uh, both uh, uh, their names and ages have not been released, obviously, because of their age. The uh, the bicyclist, uh, boom, what come on his first name? I think it's Andreas, but I didn't. Oh, there it is. Boom, Jim. The bicyclist, Andreas Probst, age 64, was on his morning bike ride when a teenager struck him at about 6.04 a.m. on the uh, North Tenya Way, which is near West Centennial Parkway in Vegas. One suspect was arrested soon after the incident. 
the uh, suspect's video recording, as I said, is really what showed what happened uh, in this thing, and that's how they got to the second guy. Um, and in case you missed it the other the other day, what is on the video, you may not want to watch the video. It's pretty darn graphic. But in the video, the driver asks, ready, as the giggling passenger is recording uh, on his iPhone. And he says, yeah, 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 hit his ass, he tells the driver, who then veers the car directly behind Propes, who's wearing a red shirt and shorts as he pedals. And the passenger turns, points his iPhone out the window, and records as Propes is upended and rolls over the roof of the car. And they continue to film. He continues to film until Probst's body finally comes to a stop on the side of the road. And then the guy says, damn, that N-word got knocked out. Uh, That's the passenger. And then, oh, shit, we need to get out of here. And so there's nothing left to guess here. This is a hit. It's a it's a brutal murder and just another uh, one of these signs we've been talking about uh, about just culturally the kind of violence that's going on now is and and so often it's 17 16 15 14 year olds involved in these things uh I had not heard about this one question are they going to enhance the charges because he used the racial slur is that considered a hate crime was it he was he was was the guy he he was black he was white so the, oh, okay. the, the, the two uh, in the car were black. The, uh, the cyclist, the former uh, cop, was white. They just uh, used that word? Yeah, just oh. used that word. Man. Have they drawn any connection? Was this like, were these juveniles that this officer had arrested? Or is just completely random? Completely random. Oh, my God. And you know what I find interesting is, I bet everyone sitting at this table, we were raised not to record yourself doing things. Don't put things on write- in writing that you would later want to deny, you know, because we didn't grow up with instantaneous connection and cell phones all the time. But it baffles me that I'm glad that these kids recorded this or they likely would have gotten away with it. But the things that kids do and incriminate and record themselves doing baffles me. 100%. Think that this was something they wanted to celebrate and capture. To, I mean, just it's respect for life. is. is and then I also have questions about there. the friends that they sent it to. Like, I have some really close friends, but... I don't think that they would enjoy watching me <laughs> kill someone. So who is he texting this to? I'm imagining uh-huh. he texted it to someone, and maybe that person. Maybe it's, maybe maybe this is they're part of a gang. Oh. I mean, look a lot of a lot of the stuff that we're hearing about from this age group. Uh, some of them end up being gang initiation uh, things. We had a a murder in in Fort Worth a couple of weeks ago that was a gang initiation. I have a completely unfounded theory, no evidence to support this at all, just my personal theory, that the shootings in New Orleans East are gang initiation related on the highway, the Highway 10 shootings. That's a thought. Anyways, that's awful. Well, and and just in general, older gangbangers getting the younger ones to commit crimes is makes strategic sense because – they're going to get treated mm-hmm. as juveniles. And if it's not a super violent crime, they're depending on what city it's going on, it's going on in, they're going to get released or at least they're going to get very light sentences as opposed to what might happen to a 22, 25, et cetera. So I think mm. you know, we're seeing a major uptick in crimes being committed uh, by uh, teenagers. We had one carjacker in uh D.C. two weeks ago that we did a story on Mm -hmm. that, I mean, the number of carjackings this kid, 16-year-old, did in a 24-hour period would just blow you away. You have to give him credit for working hard. I mean, seriously, it's it was, I don't know the number. It was was a double-digit number. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. All right, we're uh, either one of y'all. I know you're a Patriots fan. We know you're a, a Giants. Giants fan. Uh, no Chicago Bear fans. Uh, no, there aren't, period, anymore. I don't know. Dude, listen, I <laughs> went... Most of them have given up. New Year's Eve I was an 85 year. Chicago Bear fan. I went... I've been to one game at Soldier Field, and it was New Year's Eve. It was supposed to be oh, Brett Favre's... It was supposed to be Brett Favre's first retirement, um, and... I was my I had a player's ticket. My back was against the concrete wall on the tall side of Soldier Field. The wind coming off the lake was so cold. And you know what? The vendors there would not even sell to me because I was packed out from head to toe. Mm. And the vendors would not sell to me. And when I had to walk my happy ass downstairs to get a beer, they were throwing hot dogs at me. Bears fans were. You know how much those hot dogs are? A lot. Yeah. Bears fans are yeah. ruthless. It's gold. Ruthless. All right. Well, the story I'm going to tell you about is not even a Chicago Bear, but he lived in Chicago, and he was an NFL football player mm. for the Patriots, actually, at one Ooh. point. The Colts, I think oh, he played for the Jaguars. The Bills, I think he played for at one point. Um, so we're going to tell you about Sergio Brown, and former NFL player Sergio Brown is missing after his mother died from injuries related to an assault and her body was found near a creek behind her suburban Chicago home. Mm. Authorities discovered the body of 73-year-old Myrtle Brown on Saturday after relatives alerted police they had been unable to find or contact her or her son, who is a high-profile football player. The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office determined Myrtle Brown died from injuries related to an assault and the manner of death was ruled as a homicide. Police take court off the uh, a residential street in Maywood, which is about 15 miles west of the city of Chicago, as police responded. Uh, Martyr was an outstanding woman, and I hope she's in the right, right place. This from her next-door neighbor. I would have never expected that in a million years. Sergio Brown, 35, Played for Notre Dame before signing with the New England Patriots as an undrafted free agent in 2010. He played seven seasons in the NFL as a member of the Patriots, Colts, Jaguars, and Bills, and he is missing right now. I don't know if they're thinking he's involved in the death or if he may be uh, deceased himself, but kind of a major situation unfolding in Chicago. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I, my mind I, I went straight to assuming he was a suspect. Yeah, well, me too. That, yeah, well, but he could be a certainly possible, but you don't want to, of course, you never want to think that right. he could be a victim. He yeah. could be, you know, this could be a drug thing going bad and, and, uh, could be. We'll so see. I don't want to assume anything, f- but, um, but it sure doesn't look good either way for him that he's missing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, this one comes to us out of Houston. A Houston ex-dentist is sentenced for surgery that damaged a four-year-old's brain. Nathaniel Jefferson, an ex-Houston dentist, was convicted Wednesday of recklessly causing serious bodily injury to a child by omission following a botched surgery that left the sweet four-year-old with permanent brain damage. She's been sentenced. I was so hopeful until I read the next line. She received five years probation. Thursday evening, she was sentenced to five years probation for the 2016 procedure of the then four-year-old Nevaeh Hall. Jefferson's dental license has been revoked, and she was later found liable for $95 million, which, of course, the family will probably never see because that exceeded the limits of liability insurance. 
Um, the case stems from a January 2016 surgery in which Jefferson performed on the then four-year-old Nevaeh Hall that kept her anesthetized for almost an entire day. Oh, God. While her blood oxygen levels tanked, leading to irreversible brain damage. Y'all, you cannot make this stuff up. This is Nevaeh, who is now 11 years old, started having seizures around 11.15 in the morning while under anesthesia. She waited five hours, the de- ex-dentist, Nathaniel Jefferson, she waited five hours before she called 911. She first called a pastor and a pharmacist before she called 911. Yeah, she knew she was in trouble. Okay, so usually I've actually had, I don't know what that procedure was, but I've had a procedure where I had to be uh, anesthetized with a dentist, but it's a separate uh, anesthesiologist yes. that comes in. Same with me. I had to pay a separate. Yeah, to, yeah, exactly. So she's not an anesthesiologist. She's a dentist. Right. Yeah, and but it, you get, there are some dentists that can do both. And I would you hope. You get licensed yeah. to do both. I would hope if there was another dentist on scene, that person's name would be included in this article. I I assumed that she was a a one-woman show that day. Um, It says that she was found that that she overused sedative drugs and physical restraints on the pediatric patient. Now, I'm not familiar with pediatric dentistry, but I don't know if physical restraints is common practice, but I I don't know. I would think think that – Maybe more common than you think. You think yeah. so? Just, yeah. Well, you're operating on teeth, and, and I mean, true. these kids could just grab something and, and really mess things up. Mm. So, so that sweet, may be more common. Sweet Nevaeh is now 11 years old, and the surgery has left her unable to speak, walk, or eat on her own. Awful. And the ex dentist got probation. I don't understand that. Yep. Let me tell you, if I was Nevaeh's mama, oh. and. How could you look? I I had one that was I don't know. I, I'm thinking that maybe it went like eight hours, and uh, and when I got out of it, I had no feeling in the uh, the end of my right uh, foot. So the the toes of my uh, my foot were completely numb, and still to this day they are mostly numb. I get just. Uh, you know, pins and needles in those toes from being out that long, which was eight hours. They didn't put, they had my foot raised in a position that it shouldn't have been in. And so blood flow was really cut off mm. that entire time. Uh, I mean, that is so, I mean, that's murder basically. I mean, how she got a hand slap on that. I am I, disgusted with that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what Nevaeh's family feels like or Nevaeh. Horrible. But. Mm. Wow. Well, on the topic of doing cruel shit to kids, let's go to Portland, Oregon, where a mom, I don't know how this is possible, gets 30 days for waterboarding a baby and putting him in a freezer. What? So... The mother was sentenced to 30 days in jail after Oregon prosecutors say she waterboarded her baby and put him in the freezer during an incident as a test to see if the father cared. Charday oh. McDonald, age 30, pleaded guilty to charges of criminal mistreatment, ID theft, and tampering with a witness after police showed up at her Gresham, Oregon apartment on October 28th to perform a welfare check. And they were performing the welfare check because someone reported the mother putting the baby in the freezer. When the police got there, uh, the police officer was outside McDonald's apartment. The officer could hear uh, her yelling at Kendrick Neal, who was the father of the child. She said, quote, I'm about to show you real quick. You don't want him? Let me show you about this little effing baby. I don't effing give F about Mm. A probable cause affidavit uh, is where that was lifted from. According to uh, the police, the woman was sentenced to 30 days in jail on Tuesday. Records from the Multnomah County Detention Center indicate that McDonald will be released on October 6th. She pleaded guilty to the charges back on July 28th. When officers opened the door, she was sitting there holding the child in a wrapped blanket Uh, She allegedly explained to the officers that she wasn't trying to harm, hurt, or kill the son by drowning him or putting him in the freezer. She was just trying to get 
uh, the husband's, the boyfriend's attention. And, uh, you know, there are pictures of McDonald. This is her waterboarding. How the we hell know does, you can't see that. How the hell does she, So <laughs> how that dentist gets five months and how she gets 30 days. That's disgusting. That's not fair. There are. Uh, yeah. No little, idea. Don't, I can't. Mm-mm. We're going to lighten that up. We're going to lighten that up because we're giving you two hard stories. Uh, and we're going to tell you about some thefts that were going on and committed by a bear and a cub. I love bears. And where they stole from. Cocaine, cocaine bear? No cocaine. Dang. But hungry bears in search of a tasty treat in Alaska are gaining a lot of attention nationwide after they raided the back of a Krispy Kreme delivery van <laughs> that was parked outside an express store on a U.S. military base. Last week, Candace Sargent, the general manager at the Krispy Kreme store in Alaska, got an unexpected call from one of her delivery drivers who was reporting that a bear and her cub were inside the back of his delivery van. I mean, a mama's got to feed her babies. Yeah, and and uh, let me tell you, Sergeant responded with, I didn't believe it. The delivery driver had been making a regular delivery to a store on the military base in Anchorage when he came to find the bears inside of that van. Uh, when the drivers left the van unattended, he hadn't realized that the two bears were regulars outside of that store. And earlier that day, they had been on the prowl for something to eat. She was happy because she had been looking for garbage, uh, the manager of the store of the base said, talking about the mama bear. Hearing noises coming from inside the vehicle, it did not take Donato long to figure out uh, what was going on inside that van. Uh I said he's in the van, and then the little cub followed and went inside the van, and they just started eating donuts. Upon discovering the animals, he snapped a few photos of the bear raiding the box of donuts, and we'll post those online for you. You can hear them breaking open packages. Uh, they were We were trying to beat on the van, but they just kept eating all the donuts. We actually inventoried it, and they ate 20 packages of the donut holes and six packages of the three-pack chocolate donuts. See, they have good taste because donut holes are the best part oh, of yeah. donuts. Oh, yeah, and chocolate donuts ain't too shabby. Uh, eventually, after the staff at the military base let off sirens, the bears left the van and took off into the woods. The team at Krispy Kreme learned a lesson from the incident. We'll definitely be learning to slide up our ramp and close the doors to ensure the bears don't get back in there again. So I'm surprised the bears didn't drive off in that thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and let me tell you, as cute as they are, and they are the cute as a button, you walk up on a bear when it's eaten, yep. it will tear you up. Tear you up. Yep. Yeah, personally, I'm not a fan of walking up on a bear doing anything. Yeah, no, but they are. They're You know, society has made these cute little precious animals, kind of like hippos and all that. They're all cute. Man, they will tear you up. Go go mess with a hippo. Yep. Snap uh, again, off with Cal- the head. California, bears are a real thing, and a real thing – like in LA, you wouldn't think bears are a real thing. Bears are a real thing in LA. They come right out of that Angeles forest in towns like, uh, uh, you know, that are on the uh, east side of uh, uh, of LA near the you know near the Rose Bowl area and and up. They get them all the time. They're in the streets going through their their trash, jumping in their swimming pools, uh, eating anything that they can eat and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a, uh, they ain't scared of you. No, nope. Keeping with the animal trend. I love animal stories. There was a lemur on the loose and there is a video proof of police chasing the escaped critter in Missouri. And I yes. cannot wait to see oh, this video. A lemur in a Missouri. A lemur in Missouri hmm. being chased I don't think by they're police indigenous. officers. We're going to get <laughs> They're there. definitely not indigenous. <laughs> I think you're right. So I'm betting that when you are a police officer in Missouri and you go to work that morning, you don't think that you are going to be trying to capture a lemur. Bounding through a darkened city park, a lemur managed to stay one step ahead of police officers that were armed with only a large towel. Mm. Body cam video. I'm so glad there's body cams these days. They Body cam video shows the two officers attempting to nab the speedy little primate, which made a dash for freedom Tuesday in Springfield, Missouri. 
We see the tail, one officer says with a chuckle as he tries to get closer. Not giving up easily, the lemur raises its distinctive black and white banded tail and dashes away. It sprints and weaves through a parking lot, down a sidewalk, across the grass, and around the trees. I feel like I was there. I mean, this is the best written story. Thank you. Eventually, the... Eventually, the officer tosses the towel like a net, but the lemur slips out and darts away. Dang it, you can hear the officer exclaim, as a few civilians help to try to corral the critter. Finally, they were able to grab the lemur, hold it still, as his partner gently gets it snuggled up in a towel. The animal's owners had reported it missing, and they were later reunited with their lemur, but they won't be able to keep it. City ordinance have Uh, banned wild animals as pets. Yep. But they have rehomed the pet, the lemur, and they um, have connected with the local wildlife rescue where it will be well cared for and loved. And I cannot wait to watch that video. Okay. Yeah, and it is. It's super hilarious. And these guys are <laughs> running around in this parking lot with a like a freaking little towel, and they're like trying to catch this thing. And they eventually catch it, and you would have thought they won the Super Bowl. It was I amazing. I love this. But Missouri lemur. I have a great story about a lemur now that, now that we talk about Who that. Who has a story about a lemur? I have a great story You've about a lemur. You've been waiting this is your whole amazing. life for the appropriate yes. moment to be able to tell I this story. S- uh, I seeked out the lemur story just so I could tell my story. <laughs> so let me tell you. Uh, my son, when uh, he was maybe six years old, we took him to Panama City, you know, go to the beach or whatever. And uh, there's a a um, almost like a zoo there, but it's it's just you know exotic animals. One of those uh, exotic animals were lemurs, and um, so we go to this zoo. We're we're checking everything out, and they had some opportunities, and and one of them was you could hold. And take a picture with the lemur, and um, and all that, and play with the lemur and everything. And then the other one was another animal. I can't even remember what the other animal was, but I remember the price to do to to do all the stuff with the lemur was cheaper. So my son wanted to do it with the other animal. And I'm like, no, you're doing it with the lemur. It's cheaper. <laughs> she, she got the lemur. Hey, I, I, ain't, I ain't ashamed. I'm like, no, you're getting the lemur. Now, one I want to swim with the dolphin, Daddy. No, no. you'll hold the freaking lemur the and like it. That's and it. you'll smile and look like you like it. That's right. It's the lemur or nothing. So, okay, the, my son says, okay, I'll do the lemur, right? So we put him in the cage with the lemur. I'll never forget that. We put him in the cage with a lemur. And there's like four lemurs in there, and they, and they give him one, and they're like, here, you can hold the lemur. And he's holding it in, in like a little sack. And I'm I'm watching him. My wife's watching. And all of a sudden, I see my son make this face. And I, it was a face I'd never seen before, but he it was just for a few seconds. And then um, he says, I want to get out now. And I said, okay. And so he gets out, right? And never was it mentioned again until about a year ago. And I'm sitting down, and I'm talking to him, and it just clicked in my head. And I said, you know, you made a face when you were in that cage with that lemur. And he said, uh, it bit me. And I said, what? And he said, it bit the hell out of me. And I'm like, really? Why didn't you tell me? And he said, well, the lady said, don't try to pet the top of the head because it could bite you. And I thought I was going to get in trouble, so I didn't want to tell you. (laughs) So the lemur, (laughs) apparently lemurs are mean as hell. And uh, yeah, the was, Chapman family secret. That's lemur <laughs> freaking lemur bit him. But it, yeah, and I'm like, you should have told us. How you could have rabies. Yeah, I think a lemur bite, if it drew blood, is like something you probably want to. How many years at. passed from you putting your kid in a cage with a lemur until you had this revelation conversation with him? Oh well, he's 21 now. And so how old was he? He was six. Yeah. So <laughs> did. <laughs> Did Remember that, to ask about that moment. Yeah, did that just explain some things about your son to you? Did the lemur bite make some other things explainable? No, oh, no. Okay. no. We just talked about that, and I'm like, I knew something happened. Yeah. Your face changed, but yeah. yeah. Like Get my kids, lemur. I wouldn't be surprised to have to find out about an animal attack. Yeah. It would explain something. And they, oh, he did say, you know, because you were too cheap. He did remember no, he that did. I was too but, cheap to let he wanted him, to swim whatever with the that other, Yeah. yeah. Get your own job, son. <laughs> Plus, you had to put them in the cage. Why can't the lemur come out of the cage? Yeah, that was my best, my favorite that part of the, the story. Part was you they go were all in the cage me. with yeah. the lemurs. You're like, I put my kid in the cage with I'm the lemurs. I'm surprised you got the kid in there. I would have said, no way, Dad. <laughs> hey, go, you're getting in with the lemurs. Let's go for ice cream. How about some cotton candy? <laughs> Very good. It's your turn, Mike. 
Okay, how come I can't follow order today? Because <laughs> it goes this way instead off. of that way. Yeah, I'm, it's You're muscle used memory. to it going, what, uh, I don't know, but it's your turn. Oh, wait, because that was your story. And then he yeah, but, and I was But then it became on. your follow-up story. Yeah. So that's why I'm all screwed up. <laughs> Sorry, folks. No lemur involved in this in this story. You guys have probably, I, I think most of America has has seen this by now. But are you familiar with Lauren Boebert, the junior yes. congresswoman from the great state of Colorado? Nope. Ah, okay. Well, this is going to be new to you then. Republican junior representative Lauren Boebert was escorted out of a theater in Denver on Sunday for, quote, causing a disturbance during the performance and now we have the video footage, which I will happily post for you guys later. But employees at the Buell Theater asked two patrons to leave the evening performance of Beetlejuice after their behavior sparked multiple complaints from other attendees. An incident report says the pair were vaping, they were singing along, they were recording the shows on their phone, and they were groping each other during the performance. How does anyone disrespect a presentation of Beetlejuice? That that would be that's the question. That would be that's multiple ways: vaping, singing along, recording it when you're not allowed to record it, and especially groping one another. So, uh, the official real life real crime daily I team report is that the junior congresswoman needs to get a room. While the venue's report did not name Bobert or identify the person she was with, her campaign office confirmed that she was escorted from the show. Security footage from inside the theater shows security officials asking her and a man to leave the show and then escorting them out of the theater. It's not completely clear who the man uh, was that was with uh, Bobert, although we hear that they have broken up as of now. She also is only recently... Uh, filed for divorce, so she's not even divorced from her husband yet. In the video, Bobert is seen initially refusing to leave her seat. One of the security guards threatened to call Denver City Police before she and the man agreed to get up and leave. Police were called and stayed in the theater lobby until she and her companion completely left the theater. When they were being escorted out, the pair told employees, quote, stuff like, do you know who I am? And I'm on the board. I will be contacting the mayor, et cetera. The video also shows Bobert giving the finger to security as she is being escorted out. Her campaign manager confirmed that the representative had been asked to leave, but he denied that she had been vaping. Uh, I've seen the video. She was vaping. He also confirmed that Bobert has used her phone to take uh, that Bo Bobert had used her phone to take photos of the performance, but said uh, that she didn't know that wasn't allowed. Um, Anybody go to the theater? Uh, I've actually never seen a live show. But okay. regardless. The first thing they tell you is not to film any of the performance. I mean, you you know not to perform, not to film any of the performance. What something? I find interesting about this story is I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have any notoriety. Nothing annoys me more than when you're in. I've never been to a live show, but like in a movie theater. And people are playing on their phone or they have their volume up like we have social norms. Follow the rules, people. We all paid money to be here. OK, so think about this. Me too. You, yeah. you are in the U.S. House of Representatives. And by the way, you're newly in the U.S. House of Representatives. You're in this theater where a certain behavior is if you're at a movie theater, certain behavior is expected. But if you're at a show right, that's like this, saying. it's even it's a level above that. You're expected to be quiet, not. They're groping each other. His uh, that hand, I don't have a his, problem with. Yeah, I don't. His hand, his hand <laughs> no, is. No, I don't. It, <laughs> My point okay, is, don't I'm, interrupt. I'm the prude on the show. Yeah. Uh, I do have a have a problem. That's with that. probably and, more entertaining than Beetlejuice. And I have a I have a problem if you are uh, a member of the United States Congress with you behaving that way <laughs> in a theater. So uh, this was a. Major embarrassment, and uh, she has since apologized. This is what's going to happen. It's we are come out that she's intoxicated. She's going to check herself into a treatment facility. There's going to be a, a whole explanation and cover up because she got busted. You can now take off that belt 
and move freely around the cabin. It's my high crime time. And we got a good one for you today. Um, and it's actually an update. We're bringing you an update from a previous a first. high crime. Yeah. Um, so you may remember some of this story, but the family of a 14-year-old girl who discovered her iPhone, an iPhone was taped to the back of a toilet seat on a recent flight from Charlotte, North Carolina to Boston, said they believe it was put there to record her by a member of the crew. We told you all about that. Uh, and just to catch you up, during a September 2nd American Airlines flight, the girl was told by a male member of the crew to use the first-class bathroom. The crew member entered just before the 14-year-old, told her the seat was broken but not to worry about it, and then re-entered the bathroom after she left. Her family has come out in a written statement, and they said after using the toilet, the girl realized that a largely obscured iPhone had been affixed to the back of the toilet seat, uh, actually taped there, apparently uh, to record her. She took a picture of this with her own cell phone. Good for her. Smart, good-thinking girl. Uh, with her own phone before leaving the bathroom, the family says the events have left uh, our daughter and the entire family shocked and disturbed. Law enforcement officers, as we told you, met the plane at the gate after it landed, and they escorted the flight attendant off the flight. State police later deferred to the FBI as the primary investigative agency because the episode happened in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's FBI jurisdiction. American Airlines did have a statement they released after the incident that uh, basically said they take the matter very seriously and are fully cooperating with law enforcement uh, in their investigation and put safety and security as their highest priorities. Paul Lyson, a lawyer representing the family, said they have not yet filed a lawsuit, which is interesting. You would think that would have been the first thing they would have done. Uh, and I guarantee you it would have been the first thing I would have done in this situation because this is a serious, yeah. well, they might disgusting just be breach of yeah. of. This is a big number. This is one we, so I I think they haven't yet because they're doing a lot of research uh, with lawyers trying to figure out uh, a number they can stretch. This is a big number. This isn't, here's half a million dollars. This is a big. Oh, this is millions. And and rightfully so. They, They need to pay. You know, I don't know. Look. When I think about these lawsuits and I think, you know, American Airlines didn't know this guy was going to do this, but you have a responsibility as a company. uh, Unfortunately, you have a responsibility of the employees you represent. Employee can't indemnify a company. They they are responsible. And they will likely recover that video off of the cloud or whatever. And it's going to show him he had to have had it already recording. So it's going to show him walking out and walking back in to retrieve it. He's not going to be able to deny that. Yeah. And and the first time we reported this, I did not realize it was actually taped. He actually taped it. I assume he just kind of like put it under, you know, a a piece of toilet paper or something and tried to hide it. No, he had it taped to the back of the toilet seat. And likely not the first time he's done this. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, Immaterial to the 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 crime here i'm just what i'm trying to think if somebody put a a camera on the back of my toilet they're not going to get a very good show i mean i'm you're scurrying up to the toilet people are in it dance down people in are in the freaky things remember woody's last kinky crime yeah and she's 14 <laughs> what was woody's last the, about the person pooping on the plate mm. Oh. Mm. yeah but that i'm, I'm just Maybe it's he's into that. Weird. I, I, I'm. Uh, what would that right. film even? What would that even capture? The video. And Great it's, question. It's just weird. Gonna rise to the level of child sexual. No, it's that's material. Bad. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. That was a male flight attendant. I assume male flight attendant. Yes. Mm. Yes, male flight attendant. So uh, that is your mile high crime for today. Wow. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. All right. I love that her voice. It's very soothing. Yeah. Seductive yet soothing. So, that's right. That's it Tiffany. Is. You know they had a, a borderline listen- pornography. They had a li- <laughs> they had a listener of ours actually um, hit me up and say that she was on a flight and she said the first thing I thought of when the lady came up there and said you can now it's remove Tiffany. your seatbelt was Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I will forever think of yeah. that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right. Well, they stole what? They, they stole, stole what? what? What did they steal? You know, bite you, Brandy. 
Let me tell you and incriminate myself at the same time. Four Wait, commonly. You, you stole? Um, well, so when I went through this list, I was like, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you going to turn yourself in at the end of the story? <laughs> I was a wild one when I was younger. Four commonly stolen items that you may not realize. While theft is generally not a humorous topic, there have been instances where people have stolen unusual or peculiar items that might be considered funny in a lighthearted sense. Here are a few examples. Garden gnomes. Mm. Yep, done it. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I have actually heard that those are very highly. Yeah, so things. garden gnomes are small decorative statues. Some are not so small, mm-hmm. um, often found in people's gardens. Some individuals have developed a habit of stealing those gnomes as a prank or on their own for their own amusement. There have been cases where they have even stolen the gnomes and then returned them to their owners with photographs documenting their adventures. Now, I, <laughs> now that's crazy. Yeah, I was never sober enough to think that far in advance. Right. But when that's I an went, idea for the future. Yeah. Though. You seen a garden gnome and you were like, I, I have to have it? I always took it back. Always. Uh, always. But, you know, some of the neighborhoods you'd go out drinking in and, and uptown or, yeah. or downtown Dallas, you'd have to walk back through a neighborhood to get to your car. Yeah. And that cute little gnome was just, you just want to take it home with you. And then... <laughs> And then the next morning you're like, oh my God. And you take it back and you take like Krispy Kreme donuts or something. Yeah. And you're so sorry. And you just leave them on the porch. But this was, thank God, before the day of ring doorbell cameras. Right. Yes. Yes. And now as an adult who enjoys a garden, yeah. um, I now understand how much they cost. And I'm very sorry to yes. every person who I ever picked your gnome up. Even though it was like 12 <laughs> hours and I returned it, I'm still sorry. There you go. Traffic signs. See, I don't want to incriminate myself on this one because I think it's actually illegal. Like, yeah, really? It is. Because it they're is. government property. Right. So, all I'm going to say is that hypothetically, there may have been other times where I was drinking and traffic signs ended up in my garage. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe I might, a stop sign or two. I might be guilty with See? you. See? Or traffic cones. Oh. I have taken a cone. See? Yeah. But why? What's our infatuation? And why are we not alone? Why do I'm why are like I may need this? a cone one day. I might need the stop sign. Yeah. I might need. This. And it was tipped over, so I figured it was legal. Yeah, once they're tipped <laughs> broken. Yeah. <laughs> I love that rationale. There was a rationale. It was down. It was down. Yeah. It was down. It was out of broken. service. Yeah, I love that. Um, rubber ducks. Rubber ducks. Yeah. So what's really see <laughs> this one? I'm out on. But in certain locations, they say rubber ducks have become a popular target for theft, that small bath toys are stolen from public places such as hotel bathrooms or fountains. Mm. What I thought of was the Jeep ducks. My husband drives a Jeep. Yeah, I thought of and that so too. so I thought of that. the Jeep ducks. Yeah. What are, what do you mean so the they Jeep duck ducks? somebody. If you have a Jeep and I go to Walmart and I see your Jeep I and I have a stash of rubber duckies, I stick one like on your Jeep and you've been ducked. It's a it's a it's a creates a sense of community and usually you reserve it for like if you think someone's jeep is cool if they've really because mm-hmm. people put a lot of work into customizing their jeep yeah so what a lot of people do now is they take it used to be just put a rubber it was called you got ducked and you put a rubber duck on a jeep and then a lot of people keep them on their dashboard to show how many they've gotten yeah. but now people will like um brand it card, with their yeah. yeah they'll put a card or they'll put their like social media handle on it um you know, tag me when you've been ducked. But I think it's just a part of the Jeep community. Wow. Jeep yeah, it's a whole culture. Thing. Unfortunately, they don't have one of those for the Hummer community. You should start one. They have one for I the know. new Broncos. Do they really? Yes, they put little figurine we Broncos. Need, we need some H. You know, some I Hummer, don't. I don't. Some Hummer ducks. I don't learn nearly as much on this show when Woody's here. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't teach me any of this crap. <laughs> That's uh, I'm going to look for duckies on on there you go. jeeps now. Yep. Yes. no or idea. When they're driving, look in the in the dashboard. Dashboard. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Wow. I have, yeah, I do. I I have to order my husband ducks so he can duck people. Yeah. Now shopping carts. Now let me tell you this. When I was growing up, you ever look back at things your parents told you growing up that were illegal, but they really weren't, and they were just parenting tactics. Like I was always told, if you drove with your overhead light on in your car, you'd get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. Now we know yeah. that's not true, but yeah. we all heard that. Yeah. I was always told that shopping carts physically could not be taken out of the parking lot of a store. Now that I look back, I realize that can't be true. There's no borders, but I was yeah. always told that. So I had to defy what I was told. And I have at one time in my life stole a shopping cart you and then again returned it. I returned. I, if I ever, well, you're someone, a horrible would, thief. You I don't am. ever keep anything. I would turn myself in the next day. If I ever <laughs> murdered someone. <laughs> well, yeah. It's interesting you hit on that because it's one of the few things I could see myself schmurdering someone over is I 
I will sure. not leave a shopping cart out in the parking lot. Absolutely I have not. to put it back yep. in the shop. And if I see somebody just leave their shopping cart, I get, I get, I, I will like go shake. up to them yep. and no. ask. No. It's so rude. It you is. No, I agree. It's unbelievably rude. But you'll actually go it? up to sometimes, them? You sometimes, you'll get, that. sometimes you'll go through a, a, what a parking lot. I'll say, excuse me, I, I think you forgot about your cart. The thing is, the, the holder is right. The holder is right there. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, so, it's so rude. It is. No, and, I agree. I don't do it either. Sometimes you'll but... go through a lot, and one of those things will just be on its own riding through the lot because somebody left it somewhere yeah. that wasn't level ground, and they thought it was going to be okay, and the thing just takes off. Put your shopping cart back. I agree. And you know what else What if I it's a say? female? The same thing. No, I mean, this holds for all people. Put your damn shopping cart away. But you would approach the female? If, if it happens in front of me, like, what I'm more likely to do is see a stray shopping cart and bring it back yeah. myself, yeah. even though it wasn't mine. But if no, in I the agree. moment, I just consider if, it lazy. The, if the person is captured red-handed and they're... You know, in my view, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay, say something. To politely when say I something. To very them. first got on TikTok. I made a TikTok, and I didn't mean any disrespect to anyone in Louisiana or to any moms, but I've lived in a couple different states because of the army, and there is no state that leaves buggies out like Louisiana. The most buggies I've ever seen not returned. But you know what? I got a lot of backlash from that video because a lot of moms came on and said, "If I have to choose between leaving my kids unattended after I've already put them in their car seat." Or returning a shopping cart, I'm leaving the cart there. And so that was a little eye-opening. They get a pass. Okay. Then those mothers, I accept that, those mothers should carry with them a little card that they put in the cart (laughs) that explains, (laughs) Thank you for putting my card. I'm a mother with young kids, and I didn't want to take the risk of walking away from my kids in their seats in the car to bring the cart back. I hope you understand. That would be acceptable. But just leaving the cart there without doing anything, no. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a no I didn't like – I look at it as just flat-out lazy. You know, I'm like, the day that I, I can't walk back to put my cart up, I, you know, you need to put me out to pasture probably. Same. So, Jim, you probably did this. I did this many times. You ever participate in bring your kid to work day at work? I have done that. Yeah. My wife's done that several times. Yeah, it's a great tradition. Mm -hmm. And the kids learn a little something, and you meet other people's kids while they're doing it, and it's a nice nice thing. It is. And so it was very natural for the subject of today's dumb criminals to want to do that. Mm -hmm. Take your kid to work that, um, you know, except if what you're planning is a robbery <laughs> and your work is as a thief, you might want to skip bringing to work that. But if you are a crook and you are planning a robbery and you are going to take your kid to take your kid to work day, the one thing you absolutely can't do is forget that you've taken your kid and leave them behind at the scene. Oh, of the oh my yeah. heavens, this you are kidding. One. Because if you do that, they're going to go to the store manager, tell them that they're the kid of the guy that just robbed the store. The police are going to get called, and then you're going to hear banjos on Real Life Real Crime Daily because you are a dumb criminal. That is a dumb criminal. How wow. Pissed, how pissed is the kid's mom going to be? <laughs> how pissed are you if you're the kid? Wait a minute. I thought dad had a legit job. I'm robbing yeah. a, he's robbing a freaking pet store and leaving me behind? Come on. Let Come me on. teach you and make some money. Jesus, man. Yeah, that's crazy. What a dumb criminal. And uh, by you, Brandy, did you enjoy yourself today? I did. I'm always so appreciative when you guys ask me to come in and fill in. You'll have a great vibe going. I love how you guys just welcome me in my newbie rookie self even though i have no idea what i'm doing you did great great. and the audience can understand what you're saying which is a major upgrade from (laughs) the person you're replacing and so we we appreciate that (laughs) actually would have been a good challenge to have you try to deliver the stories with like six marbles in your mouth and see if see how that would have gone over (laughs) 
<laughs> you are stirring the pot Holy here. Smack. I'm looking at look. I'm looking at suspension just the, directly in the eye right now. Mike did try to impersonate Woody. It was actually funny. I got to give it to him on the on the last episode. He goes, "I'm whatever, however you do it." It was it was pretty funny. Actually, I got to give. We him miss credit. you, Woody. But Bayou Brandy did great. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, look. Our rescue. Let's talk about that real quick. We we yeah. raised a ton of money. Well, well over what our goal was originally. We're actually at a, I think eleven hundred dollars last time I looked. Uh, I so, stopped looking. Yeah, yeah. Because I because I don't see dollar signs. I see eggs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So so the, so well. I agreed to you get a lot of eggs coming uh, to you. <laughs> what are you going to do with said eggs? No, no. So so. I did a story about this, the egg challenge on TikTok because a bunch of people came out saying it was dangerous and these kids were being hurt and some of them were crying during it. And, and, and I did a story saying, are you freaking kidding me, people? And so then I got a hard time by, uh, given to me by a bunch of folks. And I said, all right, you know what? We've got this very good cause that we're, uh, we've gotten involved in and let's raise some money for it. If you want to, Crack an egg on my head. All you got to do is put some money up for this charity, and I'll let you crack an egg on my head, or we'll crack an egg on my head uh, in your name. And so now— How much per egg? So now more and more—they could choose. So there wasn't a minimum or a maximum mm. kind of—the the, the amount of the donation wasn't set. So it's it's more the number of people, but we're now—I I agreed to a baker's dozen. We're now well over that. So I don't know. When is the egg cracking happening? Well, uh, that's what we're going to work out when Woody gets back. Sometime uh, in the next two weeks. Probably not next week because Woody's just back next week, so probably the week after that. Well, yeah. how about this? I'm a social worker by trade, and I do take issue with that trend on TikTok. But the difference is you're an adult. They're yeah. children. So for that purpose, I'll put 100 on it so I can crack some eggs on you too. Oh, Look at the seat now. I can't. <laughs> you're going to be clucking by and the time you're going to be just as violent as these other two idiots while they're no, hitting me. But I know Woody. Will. I am not. I'll I'm take a social it. No, but it's a hundred dollars for a great cause, so yeah. I can't possibly say no. Yeah. I'll do one egg for a hundred dollars. I'll be kind on you. Deal. Okay. All right. There you, you heard it here first, and and I'll record it, and we'll have it on Brandy's TikTok. And and Mike's, oh, real you, quick. I was I was Mike's first follower on yes. TikTok. Yes. Yes. I think. I'm, I think Look, you might be my only follower on TikTok. I'm and sure. we do want to shout out real quick. Miss Brandy's got a podcast uh, coming. We're, uh, we're actually going to be recording several episodes this week, but it's Trust But Verify, a true crime podcast. By trust, by but, trust But Brandy. Verify. Nice. Trust okay. but I'm just trying verify. to get on y'all's level. First, yeah. first episode dropping. Uh, we'll pro- well, we have probably next week sometime. Yep. I'm recording it Sunday. Yeah, we'll probably drop it Thursday of that that next week. So look for that, and of course we'll be posting that everywhere, and a bunch of exciting stuff coming up with that. Thank you for coming on. We're going to link Bayou Brandy's TikTok to the description of this video. Thank so you, you I appreciate that. Thank you, Bayou Brandy. All uh, right, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. Peace. No, you're <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> you close. You uh, and I'm leaving that in there. That was great. You say your name first, and gotcha. then. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Bayou Brandy. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Aglets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.